This is Hugh Ballou. Welcome to 31 Days to Becoming a Better Leader. We're going to be on this journey for the next 31 days. And what I will give you are the secrets that I've learned in over 31 years of working with leaders in all types of organizations. Step-by-step processes to do with functionality and systems as well as skills. So let's get going. Hey, it's Hugh. We're back with number 10 of 31 Days to Becoming a Better Leader, Becoming the Leader You Were Created to Be. This one's about accountabilities and metrics. Well, what's that about? Well, I just want to lead. Henry Cloud says, if you're building a culture where honest expectations are communicated and peer accountability is the norm, this is peer-to-peer accountability, then the group will address performance and attitudes. Whoa, that's so spot on. As previously noted, having a plan is essential to fulfillment of a vision. However, having a plan is not insurance for achieving the vision. As the old saying in its corrected form states, the proof of the pudding is in the eating. That's from the South, don't you know? Here's where good intentions get set aside and we set up standards for excellence. This begins with the leader. That's you. Transforming an idea into results means transforming interested individuals into high-performing culture. This is a high-performing culture. It's not just a group of individuals. That's an intentional goal. The ultimate and most critical transformation begins and continues with the leader. Let's define what I mean by metrics and accountabilities. Let's start with metrics. This is a tool for measuring performance. For example, how many donor presentations have been made in a month? Or what percentage of the people in an organization completed a donation? versus those who did not donate, or purchased a product, or attended an event. Metrics are broad measures of success. A KPI, which is a key performance indicator, is a deeper measure of who made a presentation to what type of person or organization, over what period of time, etc. Both of these are standard procedures in many, but not all organizations, and few, if any, nonprofit organizations. Accountabilities. Fundamentally, accountability is a willingness to accept responsibility for one's actions as an individual or as an organization. Nonprofit boards are accountable for the organization's finances and governance. A board of directors has a certain, for a business, has a certain area of responsibility. All decisions on contracts and budgets rest with the board. The staff is accountable to the board. 
I teach that board members, staff, and committee members are accountable to each other within those groups and ultimately to the board of directors. Too many leaders, especially nonprofit leaders, want to make all staff and volunteers accountable to them, when in fact it's more productive if the groups share a mutual accountability and interface with the leader who guides the process and sets the desired outcomes. In organizational work, just like in corporations, much of the accountability process is empowered by face-to-face -face meetings. Members of any group share weekly or monthly deliverables with the group. Each member of the group realizes that even though they are each independent in responsibility for their own deliverables, there is an interdependence between all members of the group. If one fails or falls behind, then it impacts the work of the others. The action plans to reach monthly milestones for completing an, the annual goals are created in a team setting with transparency and interactivity with each person understanding how their mutual effort impacts the success of each other. Each the team members make a commitment when setting deliverables. They make a commitment to each other, actually. It's other members of the team. In the successful meetings, it becomes obvious who's making progress and who isn't making progress. It's the leader's role to interface with each team member, to correct, encourage, assist as needed. Building relationships is the key in this process. Building relationships is the key in this process. Also, micromanaging anyone completely takes away the desire of those whom we lead to take responsibility for their own work. The difference between network mentoring and micromanaging is 180 degrees. They are exact opposites. Define the desired outcome. Allow the team members to create the action items under your guidance. Stay in touch between meetings and use regularly scheduled meetings as reporting sessions and not necessarily work sessions. You will need work sessions, just not all the time. By the way, everyone looks to the leader to model accountability. Work on your own plan more than that of others. Be sure that you set the standard and that the standard is high. The team is a reflection of the leader. Next, day 11, we're talking about skills and gaps. It's a different way of looking at strengths and weaknesses, which I don't support. I'll see you again tomorrow. Thanks for being here. In order for you to keep up with all of this content, I've created an action guide. I would also like to have a two-way conversation, so go to betterleader.me, betterleader.me. You'll find the transcripts, and you'll find a place that you can purchase this action guide. It's for you to excel, so go there.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.